You're listening to The G-Factor with Lauren and Tony, a weekly microcast offering a variety of unique ways to market your business or organization. Now, without further ado, here are the hosts of G-Factor, Lauren Doherty and Tony Van. Lauren, you know what chaps my hide. What is that? That's when I have a serious issue. And I can't get satisfactory customer service. You know, that is one thing that um, I think is super important for a business. And I happen to be dealing it right, dealing with it right now. I, you, we moved, you know, we moved. And I can't, for the life of me, get any one internet provider, any internet provider to prove that my house is here, even though it's literally here. And so... I just keep getting in these loops and and it's like, I can't get someone to be human for me to actually talk to them about, you know, where, where I am because they don't believe I have an address. It's very frustrating. That is frustrating, which I think that you, I mean, my first little bullet point in my show prep notes here was about, you know, customer service. When people contact customer service, they are generally already angry or have issues, obviously. Yes. Um, they're already distraught. They're already impatient. And those are things that you already, you know, hit the nail on the head. And I mean, we've all been there. So why or how do you think that customer service could be better? What's going on? What's wrong? What do you I think? mean, I feel like, I feel like, first of all, um, without jumping straight into the show, I think we probably should say like this show is going to be about customer service and good PR. A. B, I think you're totally right. I mean, people are kind of worn slick by the time they're talking to a customer service rep. And no matter how nice and how sweet and how cordial uh, I try to be, the reality is um, there's just no empathy on their side. And like I mentioned, kind of no common sense. I mean, honestly, I would be much more, um, I don't know what I would say, happier is not the right word, but I'd be more understanding from a consumer's aspect if someone would say, boy, that's really frustrating. Uh, We have a process for that or something. I mean, candidly, we cannot be the first person to build a house with a new address. Like that seems ridiculous. Like, isn't, isn't that the whole point of, a building is like a new address. And anyway, all that being said, so yeah, I mean, I think that's one thing is just being able to kind of go. And then of course you get caught in that doom loop, like, and I hate being this person, but you're like, can I talk to your manager? Okay. Can I talk, can someone else help me? Blah, 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 you know, and that drives me crazy as well. So. Right. Well, I think part of that, I mean, you mentioned empathy and last week we talked a lot about public relations and one of the um, basic principles we talked about then was, you know, honesty and credibility and education, several things that I think come into play here, which is, you know, if you are in a customer service role or you're preparing your customer service team um, or, you know, that could even be the business owner, you know, answering the phone or answering a Facebook message whoever that is has to have all of those good qualities and principles top of mind, as well as they just have to be informed, you know? So sometimes it might just be that they do not have the information or the answer to that question 
So the communications team needs to step in and basically prepare them with answers to frequently asked questions or, you know, prepare to um, be ahead of the game and anticipate those frequently asked questions or problems or issues and have answers or information at the ready for anyone who's providing a customer service role. And to me, I think that would make a huge difference is just being also proactive, which is something we can talk about. So once a customer or, you know, and you're, (laughs) I love this doom loop quote, because I think everyone can identify this phrase, but once a customer is already in that doom loop, or they're already frustrated, just having those answers to those FAQs, I think would be huge. And as you mentioned, having a bit of empathy, and again, referring back to last week's episode, um, I mentioned something about, you know, in 2022, you know, something about PR to really remember is just humanity in general and people are dealing with a lot of things. So, you know, just because the refrigerator is broken, there are a million other problems in their life. And sometimes that all just piles up and comes out at the wrong time. So being empathetic and communicating on a human to human level, um, I think comes back into play right here. I totally agree. And I, while you were talking about this, I've got a couple of notes too, but while you're talking about this, it really makes me think about it. It's not just a company that you can get in that doom loop. So uh, while I worked for the state, for the Lieutenant Governor, you know, people would call and everybody would take these calls, but, you know, people would have some real problems or real issues. And the reality is that you can't do much to help them from that position. In other words, there are processes within, you know, the Department of Human Services or the Oklahoma Tax Commission or the Oklahoma Wildlife Department or whatever that they need to go through. And then the people at those agencies basically are trained, if you will, to, to help them. But, you know, the frustration for those folks that were calling was not that they didn't understand that the frustration had gone past the actual or the original problem. So it wasn't that they, you know, couldn't get their hunting license or they had an issue with, you know, child support or whatever. They understood that what they were complaining about or what their problem was, is that they had an issue with how it was being dealt with. And I think that's the other kind of layer on customer service that you talk, we talk about this doom loop is that at some point somebody just wants you to say like, man, I'm really sorry this is happening, or I I wish we had better systems to help you. I mean, that you know, I don't, there are some points in which obviously organizations and companies have to kind of decide, you know, which sword they're going to fall on, if you will. But sometimes just be, being kind of self-deprecating and saying, you know, man, I, I've been there or, you know, we get this a lot, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to put in a a suggestion ticket and here's what we can do, blah, blah, blah. I mean, it may not help that person that you're working with or that individual you're working with right there, but maybe it shows that the company or the organization is nimble enough to, to slow down, turn the, turn the corner, make the pivot, and then push forward with maybe some new systems or, or something like that. The other thing that when we were talking about doing this topic Uh, There are several organizations that have what they're calling consumer outreach or consumer uh, focus groups. So in other words, you know, if instead of saying like, hey, I'm just going to get you off the phone or, hey, I just want to solve your problem and get out, they actually over engage that consumer that's, you know, obviously tense or upset. So they'll say something like, you know, I'm really, you know, Mr. Van, I'm really sorry you're having this issue. 
We have this consumer council group that we would love for you to be a part of. Would you be interested in going through a couple of groups so that we can fine tune this process? And what that does is it creates buy-in from this person that's kind of quote unquote upset or having difficulty to now they're kind of part of the solution. And it's very interesting to me. It's an interesting philosophy because one, it really co-ops that person into the organization or into the company. Two is, uh, I think it's interesting because they basically use that as a filter. I don't have time for that. You know, that's usually kind of the, you know, I don't have time for that. I just need to get this solved. Well, that's not someone that's really generally interested in in truly helping or trying figuring it out. They just want to get their problem solved. Whereas someone that says, yeah, I'd love to be part of that process or man, it's cool that you have that process. I don't really have the time to be a part of that, but thanks for asking. Those are ways that you can reach out with very little um, investment, lack of a better term, to, to show folks that you are trying to do better, that you are trying to help. And, and I think those are kind of some cool, uh, unique ways to, to do that. Those are all really good points. And I think to put a little bow on that, it just goes back to ensuring, you know, your customer service side is part of your communications plan. You know, whatever you know, if you are um, taking customer feedback, then make sure that that is getting relayed to all facets of the team so that it can be rolled into all plans the next year. Or, you know, maybe it doesn't have to wait a year to make a big change. But, you know, ensuring that feedback is then it doesn't just sit in the corner um, or in a box or in an inbox that it is actually applied to make change. And that's, you know, staying relevant and um, on the front end of things, you know, planning on the front end makes, you know, comes back to that um, proactive state. And then you're less likely to have or keep having these same issues with customers, or it may not even be an issue. It could just be a frequently asked question, like I said before. So I think those are really, really good points to think about. Yeah. And, and to that kind of a dovetail is that frontline staff. I mean, I'm, I don't know if we just copied this or maybe it's just in my mind, but I keep thinking customer service, like almost a big call center, but you know, I think we run into this uh, sometimes not a lot, but you know, we'll run a contest on social media or we'll be doing a giveaway on the radio or whatever. And if you don't uh, really think about all the, all of the people that will touch the consumer, you know, you might leave out literally the front desk person. And so when those people come in to, you know, get claim their free ticket or get their, you know, floral arrangement or whatever that is, you know, the last thing you want is to take away the euphoria of that excitement when they roll in to get their Jason Aldean tickets, you know, and they're all excited about it. And the, and the, uh, you know, front desk person says, I don't know anything about that. Or I guess I'll have to call. I didn't know we were doing that. Well, that kind of takes the, you know, the wind out of the sails a little bit and then they have to wait. And then they're wondering, well, did they really win or did they get catfish? Like, I mean, there's just a lot of stuff. So, you know, it's very important to get that message and proliferate it. Ooh, that's a big word for today. Proliferate it throughout your um, system, if you will, customer service system, so that people really understand what's going on and and they have buy-in too. They're part of the mission of the organization. So. Absolutely. That's imperative. Um, I'm so glad that you brought that up because 
just from a consumer standpoint, that is a huge pet peeve of mine. Or, you know, I was super excited about um, like a new food coming out and then you go to your local restaurant and it's not there, but the signs are up, you know, and they look at you like, what are you talking about? You know, just something as small as that, but it makes a bigger impact than you realize. Yeah, absolutely. I, I have that problem when I go fast food and I want to, you know, order all of like the secret food off the menu. That's not really on the menu. <laughs> they, I mean, the internet said it was there. I don't understand why, people <laughs> you know, know that it's there. So. Right. Oh goodness. Well, it's important, I guess, customer service, super important. So uh, just remember that's a huge part of the public relations strategic communications plan. The next time you are planning for your organization. Uh, were you going to say something about the, I don't know if you know this or not. Uh, I don't know if you know this or not, but chat bots aren't real. But what? Chat bots aren't <laughs> real people. I thought you said jackpots. <laughs> <laughs> jackpots sometimes aren't real either. It's true. <laughs> mostly chat bots. So yeah, I- it- I mean, you're right, but the original versions of the chat function or chat box were real people. Whoa. But now we've come a long way. Artificial intelligence. That should probably be a topic in the next couple of weeks, so stay tuned. Well, on that note about being artificially intelligent, I'm Tony Van. <laughs> and I'm Lauren Doherty. And we'll talk to you next week on the G Factor Podcast. Thank you for listening to G-Factor. For more episodes, additional information, and a way to connect with Lauren and Tony, visit theguildfactor.com.